Hallelujah. Every living creature is designed to reproduce after their kind. God has reproduced you. This is such a powerful statement Jesus made here in John 3, 6. He that's born of the flesh is flesh. He that's born of the spirit is spirit. You've got to tell yourself, I look like the Holy Ghost. Wow. I talk like the Holy Ghost. I act like the Holy Ghost. I see like the Holy Ghost. Can someone say amen? amen? No, people will try to put you down. People will try to make you feel worthless. People will try to tell you, you can't amount to anything. You can't do nothing. You, you guy, you from the village. Who is your father? Which country do you come from? What passport do you use? That's people judging you after the natural. Let no man judge me after the natural because I look like my heavenly father. Amen. Let no man judge you after the natural because to be honest with you, I came to the point where I said to myself, I disconnect from my natural bloodline because I'm connected to my heavenly bloodline. People talk about generational curses. I don't have any curse in my generation because I am connected to God's generation. Amen. Come on. I am of God, born of God. There is no generational curse on my life. Amen. I chose, I chose. When I saw it in the Bible, I chose to disconnect from my natural bloodline and to connect to my heavenly bloodline. And if I would connect to any natural bloodline, then I connect to the bloodline of Abraham. Amen. Come on now. I said, come on now. Amen. We are children of Abraham. They that are of faith, these are the sons of Abraham. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My heavenly bloodline has no curse. My heavenly bloodline is blessed. Amen. Jesus carried no curse. Amen. Jesus is the blessing. And he's the blesser. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The day I saw this, I said I choose. It was a conscious decision I made. Because people talk about you need to be free from your generational curse and generational bloodline and all of that. No, I'm not connected to that. Because I'm born of the spirit. Can someone shout amen? amen. And I chose, the day I saw it, I said I choose to disconnect. From the natural, and I connect to the spiritual. I connect to the supernatural. <laughs> Get someone shout, amen. amen. So because you were born of God, you have the traits of God. You look like God. You resemble God. This has to resonate in people's hearts this morning. Because when you have a revelation of what I'm talking about, you're going to carry yourself differently from today. Amen. From the moment you see this, it's not going to matter what people say. They can say what they want. I know who I am. Amen. They can have their opinions of me, but I know what God's opinion of me is. Amen. I am a child of God. Am I talking to anybody here this morning? Yeah. They can have their opinion, but I know what God says. That's why you come to the point where you don't care about people's opinion. You care about only one opinion. 
That's God's opinion. People say, you're not pretty. I don't care. You're not handsome. I don't care. You don't talk well. I don't care. Because that's not what God thinks of me. God says I'm fearfully. And I'm wonderfully made. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Not what you think. What he thinks. Because when people look at you, they say, you are too skinny. Others will come and say, you are too chubby. Some will come and say, you are too short. Some will say, you are too tall. You will never please people. Don't live your life to please people. Don't live your life to please people. Don't try to get people's opinion of you. That is the reason many of you get into trouble. Because you want people to like you. You want people to speak nice of you. And the moment they start speaking negatively of you, you begin to cry. You get upset. But I'm here to tell you that God thinks the best of you. You have been born by the Spirit of God. You are like God. Come on. Give God praise. Give Him glory in the house this morning. Amen. This is an amazing revelation. Look at what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 and 26. We'll read from 26 to 28. And God said, let us make man in our image. Are you seeing that? Let us make man. Yes, yes, man was made in God's image. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. Let me talk to the women here this morning. You have been made in God's image too. Amen. That amen is too weak coming from women. And can I also tell you, the Holy Spirit in man is not bigger than the Holy Spirit in you. Amen. Get rid of this nonsense that people have told you. You are a woman, you can't do nothing. Your place is in the kitchen. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. Look through the Bible and you realize, I was preaching in the women's uh, Christmas party. And I was telling them, we stand here today. We stand here today celebrating the birth of Jesus in the Christmas party. Not today. <laughs> celebrating the birth of Jesus. And when you look at the history, you will discover that God used women. Amen. Rahab. She was a harlot. But to God, it doesn't matter what you are. Because God can take your life and turn it around. Amen. And use it for his glory. When you come to God in faith, it don't matter what you're doing today. It don't matter where you come from. It does not matter what you've done. God can take you and God can change you. And God can put His Spirit in your life. And God can raise you up. And God can put you on a pedestal. And use you to display His glory to the world. Here is a woman, Rahab, who was a harlot. And she heard the story. And she heard that Israel had defeated all these nations. And they're coming to Jericho. And when the spies came into Jericho, she chose to hide them. She put her life in the line. Because she knew that something good is going to come out of this. Everyone say she had faith. 
Oh, yeah, she had faith. Because you notice, she told the spies, she said, the fear and the dread of you have come upon the land. Everyone in Jericho is afraid of you. But please, remember me. She had faith. Remember me. Remember me and my family. And they said to her, don't worry. Bring everyone that's related to you into the house. And put a red cord by the window. That when we come to take over this land, your family will be safe. Are you listening to me? I can tell you that the red cord is symbolic to the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> can someone say amen? amen? And when they came to take the land, she and her family was rescued. And go started the life of Jesus. You will discover that she was an ancestor of Jesus Christ. A former harlot. Listen, don't ever write anybody off. They may be where they are today, but you don't know where they're going to be tomorrow. Amen. Those people you have written off, you might serve them tomorrow. Amen. I'm preaching good now. <clears throat> Those people that you wrote off, you might serve them tomorrow. Listen, as a pastor, I give everybody equal opportunity because I understand. That the brother, the sister may be a mess today. But this brother, this sister can be a miracle tomorrow. Amen. That's why I don't write anybody off. No, God writes nobody off. God gives everybody opportunity. Pastor God, will, you don't understand. I'm not good. Who's talking about what you're doing good? I'm talking about what Jesus did good. Amen. And what I'm introducing to you is what Jesus has done. If you would come and put your faith in what Jesus has done, Jesus would turn your life around. Yeah. Jesus would take your messed up life and Jesus would bring something beautiful out of it. Amen. Come on, give God praise and glory in the house this morning. Come on now. Come on now. And then, and then you come over to the Israelites that had come into the land, into the land of promise. But then there came a time, according to the book of Judges, there was no food in the land. And Elimelech, like I preached last week, he said, let's go to Moab. And they go to Moab. And eventually Elimelech dies. And later on, his two sons dies. And, and now Naomi is left with, with her two daughters-in-law. One was Opa, The other was Ruth. Cut a long story short. Opa eventually turned away and went back. But Ruth said to Naomi, I shall go wherever you go. Don't persuade me to leave you. Your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. Where you die, I shall die. Where you are buried, I shall be buried. You know what happened eventually? Because of her faith in God, God blessed her with a wealthy man, Boaz. And she became the great-grandmother of David, who was the ancestor of Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? So God can take you and God can use you. So I want to talk to women here. Don't let anyone count you out. Because God has a plan for you. Amen. I say God has a plan for you. Amen. The men, people say, oh, women shouldn't talk. Women shouldn't preach. Somebody was sending me a message a few weeks ago, about two weeks ago, asking me this thing that Paul said, you know, women should be quiet in the church. And I said, no, no, read it carefully. Notice, Paul was not saying women in general. He said, 
you should ask your husbands at home. In other words, he was implying, talking about women who had a husband. Or who had husbands, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? He said, ask your husbands at home. So if he was saying you should ask your husbands at home, of course he wasn't talking about the singles then. Because <laughs> the unmarried didn't, didn't have any husband, right? He said, ask your husbands at home. So he was talking to those who were married, who were disturbing the service. No, it was terrible. They had such a, they had, they, they studied the history. You, I mean, when I study, you realize that they had such a situation in the church. I came from a church like that. Men sat on the right, women sat on the left. <laughs> How many of you have been to churches like that? You don't sit by women in the church. Men on one side, women on the other. Amen. So, the illiterate wives who did not understand what the preacher was saying, they were shouting out, Hey, honey! <laughs> In the service. What did you say? What did the pastor say? What did the preacher say? So they, basically, they were just causing commotion in the church. So Paul says, tell them to be quiet. Can someone say amen? amen? No, because if we have to hold on to this nonsense that women shouldn't talk, women shouldn't preach, then we're cutting away a major part of the body of Christ. Is that not true? Yes. I can guarantee you, if you're stuck in a well, in a hole, and you need somebody to rescue you, to throw, the, to throw a rope down for you to come out, and someone says, who is that stuck in a well? Oh, it's me. Help me. Are you a woman? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a woman. Bye, don't help me, please. Go and call a man. Does it make sense? doesn't make sense. Pe people are lost. People are in the, in the pit of sin. And now we're talking about whether women or men should be the one rescuing them. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. If you are stuck in the pit, anyone would help you. Is that not true? Oh, we're waiting for men to come and help us. Men, help me. No, everyone can help. Amen. Tell your neighbor I can help. Does that make any sense? Yes. No, because if you're waiting for a man to help you, you just die in the pit. You die there. It's a woman, throw the rope down. It's a woman, rescue me. That kills the pride of some men. Hello? In the la Notice the Bible says, In the last day, said God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Does not see upon men alone. All flesh. I won't say all flesh. All flesh. Male flesh, female flesh. F uh, Finnish flesh. All the Finnish flesh. Amen. God says, I pour my spirit upon all of you. Amen. Amen. African flesh. Amen. Turkish flesh. Amen. Turkish flesh. Amen. 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 Praise God. Filipino flesh. Amen. 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 Brazilian flesh. Amen. I pour my spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. I want to say all flesh. All flesh. It says your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. Notice. And it says upon your handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit. 
and they shall prophesy. Then the word to prophesy is to speak by divine inspiration. Preaching is prophesying too, you know that? You know, to preach is to prophesy. In actual fact, a lot of times when we preach, 60, 70, 80% of our messages are prophecies. So the Bible says, upon my handmaiden, speaking about women, in those days will I also pour out my spirit and they shall preach. Or they shall prophesy. So if we hold on to this nonsense that women shouldn't be involved, then we are not letting the Bible explain itself to us. Are you listening to me? Everyone should be used in these last days. Amen. I say everyone should be used in these last days. Amen. So I like the fact that it says here, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And he said to both of them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So because we were born of God, we come from the higher region. Tell your neighbor, I come from the higher region. Say it again, I come from the higher region. <laughs> now, because you come from the higher region, you have the ability to dominate the lower region. <laughs> Sickness is in the lower region. Principalities and powers, demonic activities are all in the lower region. So, I don't understand why a Christian is scared of witches. I don't understand why a Christian can't sleep at night. I don't understand why a Christian will be tormented. You live in the higher region, not in the lower region. And because you live in the lower region, it is not possible for you to be tormented. The only reason... Christians are tormented is because they are ignorant. Okay, let me say there's another reason. Second reason. The second reason why a Christian will be tormented is because he opens his life to sin. That's a good place to say amen. amen. You cannot be tormented when you live right. You cannot be tormented when you know who you are. In Christ. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? Because you live in the higher region. And as you live in the higher region, you have dominion over the lower region. Sickness, disease, poverty, they're all in the lower region. That's a good place to say amen. amen. Say to me, I live in the higher region. I live in the higher region. Therefore, I dominate, I dominate everything, everything in, the lower region. in the lower region. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Praise God. Is this helping anybody here today? <laughs> it's good stuff. So the church is a supernatural church. Our praise and worship is supernatural. Did you know that? Our praise and worship is supernatural. Our praise and worship is not natural. That's why when I came up here, I told you that we're not up here to entertain. Praise and worship time is not an entertainment time. 
It's not. It's not the light and the color. It's your heart. It's not entertainment. Worship team do not perform. Worship team worships. Because I see a lot of times people would come and they'll be looking at the worship team. Sing now. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not here to look at them. We're here to look at us. The Bible says looking unto Jesus, not looking unto the worship team. And some of you, you come so late, you don't worship. The service starts at 11. Get here before 11. Come with a heart of worship. David was a worshiper. And we talk about David a lot, but you've got to understand that the man was a worshiper. The man spent many, many, many days, many, many days in the presence of God, worshiping all alone. But then he also said, he also said, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of God. When we come together in a place like this, it's an opportunity for united worship. That we come together and we lift our voice in unison. And we lift up the name of Jesus. And we open up our hearts and His presence and His glory is made manifest in this place and in our lives. And I can also guarantee you, as we worship, I tell you that His presence does not just show up in this place. But His presence begins to fill the land. His presence fills the land. I know that we don't just worship. I know that we don't just worship for ourselves. His presence fills the land. Can someone say amen? amen? His presence fills this nation. Amen. The Father is seeking those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Praise God. So this is so very important. Our worship is supernatural. Our praise is supernatural. Our prayer is supernatural. And was a supernatural. And because our worship and our prayer and our praise are supernatural, they produce supernatural results. Paul and Silas were arrested in Philippi and they were put in prison. Is that right? In the night, they began to praise God. Their praise was supernatural that it caused an earthquake. <laughs> I said your praise was so supernatural that it caused an earthquake. Are you listening now? Praise is supernatural. And your praise can only be supernatural when you have a revelation of whom you are praising. Your praise can only be supernatural when you put your heart to it. Your praise can only be supernatural when you are grateful from the bottom of your heart. Your praise cannot be supernatural when you're singing with your mouth, but your heart is from God. Yes, people draw it nigh to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That's the reason why it seems like sometimes when people praise God, there is no power released. There is no, nothing released. Miracles don't happen. Why? Because their lips sing, but their hearts are far from God. It is time to give God 100%. 
when we come to praise God, forget about ourselves. Forget about what happened yesterday. Forget about what's going to happen tomorrow. Forget about the food. Put your eyes on Jesus and give him 100%. Because when you praise him, there's nothing as important. Can someone say amen? amen? The Bible says that Peter and John were threatened by the religious leaders of their day. They were told, you have filled the land with the name of this man, Jesus. You've got to stop preaching and talking about him. The Bible says they threatened them and they told them, don't ever preach in the name of Jesus. What did Peter and John do? They go back to their own company. Everyone said their company. They went back to people of like faith. They went back to people that believed like they did. Praise God. And the Bible says they told them all that the religious leaders had told them. The threats. They got together and they began to pray. How? They prayed in faith. How? They prayed in power. How? They prayed with their hearts. Why do the hidden rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings, the kings of the earth, they set themselves together against the Lord and against his anointed. And they kept praying and said, Lord, they did not say, Lord, take the threat away. They said, God, give us boldness. And stretch your hands and let signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. The Bible, say, the Bible says, while they were praying, the place began to shake. Are you listening to me? The place shook, literally shook, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I said amen. amen. What does it say in James chapter 5? The effectual, fervent, heartfelt prayer of the righteous man availeth much. It says it makes tremendous power available, dynamic in his working. Amen. So when we pray, we are operating supernaturally. When we preach, we're operating supernaturally. That's why I've said that the pulpit is not a place for motivational speaking. It's not. It's not a place for motivational speaking. Oh, you have this tone of voice and you speak in such a way. Everybody's clapping for you. Oh, that's so good. You know what? It's just to the minds of people. Motivational speakers appeal to your mind. They make you feel good about yourself. But you leave and there is no substance. This is not motivational speaking today. And you know I'm not a motivational speaker. Because I say things that motivational speaking. They say I'm having an affair. People say, take it speaking. He said, it tells us what we like. We stay there. The truth is what sets people free. Amen. That amen is very weak, you know. Amen. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And, and the way to keep a clean church is by preaching a strong message. Amen. Can't keep a church clean by just telling people what they like. It's okay, no worry, it's, it's going to be all right. No, it's not going to be all right. There's a way that seemeth right to men, but the end of it is destruction. Amen. Yeah, we're going to preach to tell the truth in love, but we're going to tell the truth. Can someone say amen? amen. Can someone say amen? amen? 
I mean, so many places, so many churches where they had the once had the move of God is messed up today. Why? Because they did not keep it clean. They did not maintain a high standard. We must maintain a high standard. Amen. We must keep it, keep it up there. Amen. Praise the Lord. And those that are willing to serve God, they want to do something with their lives, they want God to use them, they'll come. Amen. And I know you are here because you want to do something with your life. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? I say, I know you're here because you want to do something meaningful with your life. Amen. And you see people coming here, I mean, day in, day out. Why? Because they want to do something with their lives. Because the people of God are here and they love God. They want to serve God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. Scream out the supernatural. supernatural. Amen. So we dominate because we are a supernatural church. Praise God. When you look at the early church in Acts chapter 2, what you notice is that they operated supernaturally. Right? And when we read the book of Acts, we understand. Basically, it's the blueprint for the church. You can't, you can't take the book of Acts and, and, and reap the book of Acts out of your Bible. Because that's the blueprint for the New Testament church. All the stuff we see in the book of Acts, we should be experiencing today. Amen. All the things we see in the book of Acts, we should be practicing today. Amen. Can someone say amen? Amen. Think about Peter's preaching in Acts chapter 2. The preaching was so powerful, it cut into the hearts of people. Amen. What should we do to be saved? They cried out. That's when you're preaching without the anointing. Amen. That's when you preach a supernatural message. Amen. Praise God. Peter did not preach a motivational message. He said, you killed him. Even when Pilate was willing to let him go, you, you said no, that he should die. You killed him. What? We killed him? Yes, you killed him. But, if you're willing to repent, a time of refreshing shall come from the Lord. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? That's the way to preach. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life amen. through Jesus Christ our Lord. Can someone say amen? amen? That's the word to preach. That's the word to preach. That's the word to preach. Hallelujah. So his message cut into the hearts of people. And I've been to services where the man of God preached supernaturally the truth and the word will cut deep. To see God, you've got to live a holy life. The Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. Amen. This is a holy church. And we demand and we believe and we preach that people live holy. Your life is separated unto God. And you do things that bring God glory. This is a church that believes in the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is to depart from evil and the evil way. That's the fear of God. That we're not meddling with unrighteousness. We're not meddling with sin. Because if you meddle with sin, 
It will rob you of the supernatural ability you have. Amen. And you open up yourself to demonic influence. Amen. 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 Acts chapter 4 tells us that their prayer shook the house. Acts chapter 16 shows us that their praise caused an earthquake. So our prayer, our praise, our worship are all supernatural. Can someone say amen? amen. The keys to operating supernatural is number one, you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's it. He that believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And even greater works shall he do because I go to my father. What does that mean? When he went back to his father, he sent us the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? Those who try to put the Holy Ghost in a box. Those who try to kick the Holy Ghost out of the church would never operate in the supernatural. The church is supposed to operate supernaturally. And the only way to do that is by letting the Spirit of God move whenever he wants to. Not coming up with your own idea, coming up with your own program. And until you finish your program for the day, nothing happens. Sister Big Mouth has to sing. Mr. Whatever has to do his thing. Here we're not going to have Sister Big Mouth sing. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. Because you have to keep this thing clean. Praise God. If Sister Big Mouth can't sing, let us keep quiet and sit in the, in the church. One of the big problems in the church is, speaking generally in many churches, is the deacon board. They're so boring. Because they, control, they try to control everything that happens in the church. The Holy Spirit cannot move. The pastor don't have the freedom and the liberty to believe God and stand on his word and preach the truth. Because if he preaches the truth, the deacon board comes to him. The message was too strong today. Don't preach like that next week. <laughs> I guarantee you we don't have a deacon board here. No, no deacon board. No, no deacon board. And I can, I can guarantee you, nobody prepares my messages. Oh, you don't know, there are places where they prepare messages for the pastor. You don't know. They write the pastor's messages. They are professional message writers. You don't know that? Nobody prepares my message. I prepare my message myself. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Because I want to know what the Holy Spirit wants to say to people. Not what someone else wants to say to them. Praise God. Is this helping anybody? Yes. Huh? Yes. If it's helping you say amen. amen. Good. So number one, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number two, be led by the Holy Spirit. If you want to operate supernaturally, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number two, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, to be filled with the Holy Spirit is good, but to, to be led by the Holy Spirit is better. Did you hear me? Yes. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is good, but to be led is better. Because some say I'm filled, but they're not led. They that are led by the Spirit of God. 
Are you seeing now that walking in the Spirit, is, it's about maturity. It's about, and, and for those who don't take responsibility to the Spirit, they never grow. Those who always go by how they feel. Yeah. And then you look at sometimes in the, in the church services, people can't even sit one place. They're walking in the flesh. I look at their faces sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they walk in the flesh. <laughs> Pastor God is preaching too long. <laughs> Control your flesh. Well, we, we, listen, we live in such a society where people want to be worried about everything. Relax. Tell your neighbor, relax. 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 Husbands and wives, don't put pressure on yourselves. Praise God, my wife and I, we don't do that anymore. But back in the days, my God, she's getting stressed out and I'm laughing. And it, look, it looks like two... Two different worlds. <laughs> we don't need stress. We can't resolve the problem by being stressed out. What will you do about it, by the way? Nothing. You see, you just come to terms with the fact that I can't do nothing about this. <laughs> <laughs> just laugh, laugh. And you upset the devil by laughing. You can't do nothing about it. If you could, then fix it. Right? If you can fix it, fix it. Why getting worried if you can fix it? But my God, I couldn't do nothing about the problem. Why should I be? The problem was enough. Than for me to add more to it. And you see, when you stay with people, you hang with people who worry. They want you to worry with them. Worry with me. Worry. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's worry together. <laughs> Why are you not worried? Please worry with me. <laughs> Can't you see the problem? Worry, worry. No, you need someone to stay in faith. Praise God. So let me tell you, worry no more. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. Be happy. Some of you need to go listen to that song. Don't worry. Be happy. Just have to go listen to that song and relax. Praise the Lord. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Number three, pray in tongues regularly. Tell your neighbor, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Regularly. regularly. If you want to operate supernaturally, you have to be a man, a woman who prays in tongues on a daily basis. Don't let one day pass by without putting in some prayer in tongues. On a few, on a few, on, on few occasions, the Lord has allowed me to understand what I was saying because tongues... Plus, interpretation equals prophecy. So the Lord wanted me to understand what I was saying so that I could prophesy that over myself. Because I was speaking in tongues and there was an interpretation for the tongue. Which is equal to prophecy. Praise God. But many times, you don't understand it. Because you're not speaking to yourself. You're not speaking to your friend. You're speaking to God. That is a supernatural hotline. Direct to God. The devil don't understand it. Demons don't understand it. Nobody around you understands it. Can someone say amen? amen. And, and even many Pentecostal churches don't pray in tongues anymore. 
You have it. You have it. You have it. Field. You have it. You have it. You don't have nothing. He's not speaking. <laughs> if you are filled, you will speak. Amen. Right? Tongues is like the, uh, the wedding ring. It's an evidence that I have the Holy Ghost in me. It's an ev- evidence that I'm married. Amen. 